Peace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us hear the word of God as we find it written in the book of the Acts of the Apostles, reading there in the 18th chapter, beginning at the 24th verse. And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man, and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the Spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. And when he was disposed to pass into Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him, who when he was come helped them much which had believed through grace. For he mightily convinced the Jews and that publicly, showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Good morning, dear friends in Christ Jesus. I realize it's rather dark and gloomy this morning, but I hope that we are happy to be here in God's house and having the privilege of worshiping him. Today, as I've mentioned, is the 21st Sunday after Trinity. The word of God in the text that I just read, it tells the story of something that happened in the ancient city of Ephesus located in Asia Minor. We are told that one day to this city at Ephesus, there came a Jew by the name of Apollos. We are told that he came from Alexandria down in Egypt. We are told that he was an eloquent man. That is, he was a very learned man. He was highly educated. He had a very fine education. And added to that, he had a great knowledge of the scriptures. And one day in the synagogue at Ephesus, this man, Apollos, this eloquent, learned individual, he got up and he began to bear witness about Jesus Christ, and yet there was something missing. What he said was all right, but seemingly he didn't go far enough. And in the congregation that day, there was seated a couple. The man's name was Aquila, and that means eagle, and his wife's name was Priscilla, and that means a little old lady. They were in the congregation, and they were itinerant tent makers. They were not eloquent and learned individuals. They had just an ordinary education, what anybody else would have in that day. And they listened to Apollos, this learned, well-educated man, what he was saying about Christ, and they missed something. They knew something was lacking. Again, what he said was all right, but he didn't go far enough. And then it was that Aquila and Priscilla, after the service, they introduced themselves to Apollos. They took him to their home. And then we are told that they expounded to him the way of the Lord more perfectly. They brought him up to date. And as you and I have this little incident written by Luke in the book of Acts, we say to ourselves, what does it all mean to you and me? As Aquila and Priscilla talk to you and to me this morning, they are saying this on the basis of Scripture, see to it that you have the joy of sharing Christ with others. Make sure that this joy of telling others about Christ, that it's your joy, even though you are not highly educated, 
even though you are not college trained, even though you never went to a university. This is what Aquila and Priscilla, having just an ordinary education, are saying to you and me on the basis of the word of God. We may say to ourselves it's hard to believe that we are to have the joy, that we are to have the thrill of telling somebody about Christ, even though we are not learned, even though our education is just an ordinary rank-and-file education, even though we aren't college-trained, we are not university-trained, we may say to ourselves, oh, I'd love to have that joy. And we may say that sincerely this morning. But we may say, oh, that's a joy that I can't have. I am excluded from that kind of a joy because I simply am not educated. I've never gone to college. I have never gone to a university. And therefore, I can't. I am excluded. And sometimes we sit back, do we not? Those of us who have never gone to college or to a university, who are not highly educated, and we are sort of frustrated, and we have an inferiority feeling and complex. And we say, oh, to God, that I might have the joy of sharing Christ with others. But after all, I'm not educated. And then we say, we can't do anything. But that day in the synagogue, you can imagine how Aquila and Priscilla must have felt to go up and to talk to that learned, eloquent man and to tell him something about Christ. I imagine they sat there with fear and trepidation, but they took him home and they expounded to him about Christ. And Aquila and Priscilla, they call to you and me today from the Word of God. And they say, be sure that you have this joy in your Christian life, that you share Christ with others even though you've never seen the inside of a college or a university. And all because they would say it's still possible, this joy you may have, because on the basis of their life and their experience, Aquila and Priscilla would say to you and me this morning, we never had the advantage of a college education either. But look at the joy, and they will say to you and me, do you know of any joy in the Christian life and experience that you can't have? even though you are not college-bred and you are not university-trained? And let's look at it this morning. I would challenge anybody to say that there's any joy in the Christian life that you and I can't have or experience that we are deprived from or that we are exempted from because we are not highly educated, because we are not eloquent, because we are not, indeed, we are not learned, that we never saw the inside of a university. Let's look at the joys that we are not exempted from and not excluded from, even though we may say this morning, we are not highly learned, we are not eloquent, we never went to college, we never went to university. And on the basis of their life, acting was still in the first place, they would remind you and me that just because we are not highly educated, that does not, that fact does not exclude us from knowing God's plan of salvation. You know, one of the genius things of the Christian faith is this. You don't have to be college trained to know the way of salvation. I like what Dr. Martin Luther said one day. He said, as regards the way to heaven, he said, children can wade. It's that simple. And he says, elephants can drown. Oh, yes, college men can drown in it. But it's rather simple, isn't it? You and I don't have to be highly educated to know the story that when we were sinners that God sent his son, Jesus, into the world and that the God-man came when he was born of the Virgin Mary and became a human being. And he was the God-man that he went to Calvary's cross 
And he took upon himself as our substitute, our guilt and our punishment. And he bore the equal of an eternity in hell for you and me on the cross. And he merited a robe of righteousness by that great sacrifice that you and I, sinners, lost and condemned, that by repenting of our sins, telling him that we are sorry, and putting our faith and our trust in him, that we might have eternal life. You know, a child can say that. You don't have to go to college to know that, do we? That joy, can anybody deprive you and me of that joy? Can the fact that you and I are not learned, that that would say that this is the joy we can't have? The genius, don't ever forget it, of the Christian faith, is that you and I can enjoy its joys completely and fully, even though we are not eloquent, we are not highly educated. And the joy, therefore, that we can have if we've never even seen a university is that we have the joy of knowing that in Christ our sins are forgiven. We are delivered from eternal death and we have eternal life. Oh yes, when we look at Akron Priscilla, we say, well, where did they know about the way of salvation? Well, they had previously lived over in Corinth, down in Greece. And when they were there, there came to Corinth a man by the name of Paul. They didn't know him. This man came to this big city of Corinth in Greece, a city of over 400,000 people, we are told, about the size of Columbus. And he came to that town to tell the good news about Jesus Christ. And this man, Paul, was a tent maker, you remember. And he met Aquila and he lived with them. These lowly individuals that never saw the inside of a college. Paul had sat at the feet of Gamaliel. Paul was an eloquent man. He was a very learned individual. And it was from Paul that they learned the way of salvation and found the joy of salvation in Jesus Christ. They would say to you and me, have you sat still with a great inferiority complex because you never went to college, because you're not highly educated, you're not highly trained? Aquila and Priscilla, it's, oh, it just brings joy when you read a little account like this in the Word of God. They say to you and me, listen, there isn't any joy in the Christian experience that you are deprived of because you are not highly educated. They would remind us that, again, the fact that we are not college trained, it doesn't deprive you and me of this joy of when we witness to do the best that we can. Can't you imagine back in that home what it must have been when Aquila and Priscilla, she seemingly took the lead, she's usually mentioned first, when they were talking to this Apollos, this learned individual, and telling him about Jesus Christ, something that he needed to know. And I wonder how they got along. I wonder what kind of Greek they spoke. Uh, perhaps we'd say in English, maybe they used ain't every once in a while. You know, it's a joy in the adult classes on Monday night. And the joy is this, that whom do we have for the most part in adult classes? I like to speak in adult classes like I'm talking to Joe Dukes, a truck driver. Somebody that may not have gone beyond the eighth grade or high school and let him know what it is. And you know, it's rather a joy. And last Monday night, what a thrill it was to see 208 people come out and want to know what's this thing all about, who want to hear it again, and some hearing it for the first time. And I always tell them, listen, whatever ability you have, you know this, you can have the joy of doing the best that you know how. Isn't that a satisfaction in the Christian life? To be able to say to God, I did the best that I would know how. And when Aquila and Priscilla were talking to Apollos, their grammar, they may have had a lot of, again, words where the nouns and the predicates didn't go together with a singular noun and a plural verb. And they may have used adjectives instead of adverbs and dangling participial phrases. I don't know. But I do know that they did their best when they talked to Apollos. And I know this, that this is a joy in the Christian life. When you and I can say, I may not be college but I've done my best. And the joy then of being able to say this, uh, how surprised we are when we tell the plan of salvation. Oh, how many of you have come to me and said, I didn't think I could do it. 
But I went out and I didn't think I knew enough. But I went out and I got along fine when I told people about Jesus, my Lord and my Savior. Oh, Aquil and Priscilla, they talked to you and me this morning. Those of us who are not highly educated, we're not eloquent, we're not learned. And sometimes we sit at one side and we say, uh, I'm barred, I can't do this. I am deprived of this joy and this privilege. Uh, I just don't know enough and I've not been trained in Aquil and Priscilla, why they shine there at Ephesus. Who says that you have to be college trained and college educated to go out and to share Jesus Christ? Is there any joy that you and I have to miss and that we are deprived of because, again, we're not highly educated? Look at Akron Priscilla. Akron Priscilla would tell you and me the fact that you aren't college trained or highly educated, that does not deprive you of the joy of seeing God's hand in your life, even in adversity. You may say, what do you know about Akron Priscilla? Rather interesting, we are told in the Word of God they were born in Pontus. That's up in Asia Minor. We are told that they went to Rome. They're Jewish people. And while they were in Rome, here again, they made tents. This is the way they made a living. And then Emperor Claudius in Rome decided that all Jews had to leave the city of Rome. Why, we don't know. But here again, he said, anybody that's a Jew, out. And out you had to go. Here was adversity. Aquil and Priscilla had to pack their bag and baggage, what little they had. They had to leave, and they came and they crossed the Aegean Sea, and they came on down into Greece, and they settled in the big city of Corinth. And no doubt they wondered, I wonder why, why did this have to happen to us? But then, you see, there came Paul, and Paul came into their home, another tent maker, and brought them the knowledge of Jesus Christ, and they came to faith in him. And how many times do you think they said, well, oh, in the hand of God, God led us from Rome over to Corinth, that in the providence of God we met Paul and we came to know Christ and we are saved. And we have life and salvation. God's got a mission. And in the adversities in life that you and I have, you don't have to be a college-trained individual to see God's hand. That joy that we can say in all of the adversities and the trials and the troubles that come in your life and mine, we can see the hand of God and say, God's overruling these things for one thing, for my eternal welfare. And again, when Aquin and Priscilla say, name a joy that you can't have even though you are not highly educated, then Aquin and Priscilla say, be sure that you have this joy in your Christian life, that you share Christ even though you aren't highly educated. Look at the joys we sometimes we say, I, I can't have that joy. But Aquin and Priscilla say, you name one. You name a joy that you can't have in your Christian experience. Look what Aquin and Priscilla, they would remind you and me that the fact that we are not highly educated and college trained, that does not deprive you and me of this joy of seeing God's hand in the opportunities to talk about Christ to others that come in your life and mine. How about opportunities? Look at Aquin and Priscilla. We may say, oh, what are they doing up in Ephesus? Here they're up in Ephesus in Asia Minor. They were down in Corinth in Greece. How does it come? Well, they met Paul, you see, down in Corinth. Paul spent 18 months there on his second missionary journey. So when Paul was ready to leave after 18 months, they said, we're going along. And so they went along with him and they crossed the sea and went over to Asia Minor. They went to the city of Ephesus. This was on his second missionary journey. And Paul had to revisit the congregations and he told them that I'm going to go on and I'll come back to Ephesus. And evidently it was in this time when Paul had left Ephesus and here were Aquin and Priscilla staying there waiting for Paul to come. And you know he came on his third missionary journey and spent three years in that city. But this was before that. This is when Apollos came. And we say, who was this man? Well, he was born down in Egypt in Alexandria. 
And if you remember, down in Alexandria there lived a great colony of Jews 200 years before Christ. There were great Jewish scholars, rabbis living there. And because the Jews who had been born outside of Palestine couldn't understand the word of God anymore in the Hebrew, they lost their mother sprache, their mother tongue, because everybody spoke Greek. It was down in Alexandria where 70 rabbis took the Old Testament, originally written in Hebrew, and they translated it into Greek. That's known as the Septuagint version. You sometimes hear that mentioned. That about 200 years before Christ, here was a man, Apollos, who was well-versed in the Old Testament, probably a graduate of the University of Alexandria, a very brilliant person. Again, knowing the word of God, he comes up to Ephesus, and you may say, what was wrong? We are told this, that when he got up in the synagogue and he began to proclaim Christ, what he said was all right, but he only knew of the baptism of John. In other words, you know, John the Baptist, he began his ministry six months before Jesus did, and he died, he was beheaded about in the middle of Christ's three-year ministry. About a year and a half after Jesus began his ministry, John was put to death. Many of his disciples scattered, and they went out and told about John and his baptism and his mission, proclaiming that again the Christ, the Messiah, was coming. We know that six of John the Baptist's original disciples became disciples of Jesus, Peter and Andrew, James and John, Philip and Nathaniel. They had first followed John the Baptist. Evidently, one of the Baptist disciples had gone down into Egypt, and up until the time of John's death, you see, there was still a year and a half in the ministry of Jesus, that man didn't know about Calvary, about the crucifixion. He didn't know about Christ's resurrection. He didn't know about Christ's ascension into heaven. He didn't know about the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. He didn't know of Christ's promises to come again. So all that we can see that Apollos had, he had real knowledge of Christ, but only up to John's ministry. And that's why Aquila and Priscilla, when Apollos began to preach in the synagogue, uh, he wasn't saying anything about Christ's death on the cross. He wasn't saying anything about Christ's resurrection. He didn't know. He had never heard. But he was telling about Christ the Messiah had come and the Baptist had been his forerunner. And that's why Aquila and Priscilla, what an opportunity. They thought, well, he's talking about Christ, but he doesn't know the whole story. So they took him home. And they expounded to him the scriptures. It was a noble thing, and I imagine they shivered in their boots. That eloquent, that learned man, and we just ordinary tent makers with an ordinary common education, we are instructed him, but thank God Apollos took it and he was thrilled. And again, we say, if we're not college trained, you and I are not educated. We say, are there some joys we can't have? We can't have the joy of going out and sharing Jesus Christ? Why, think of Aquila and Priscilla. There isn't a joy in the Christian experience that you and I can't have that we're deprived of. Oh, we can see the hand of God in, again, the opportunities that come in your life and mine to say a good word for Jesus Christ. And thus again, to have the sense and the assurance that God has purpose and mission, and God has plan in your life and mine. God has something that God wants us to do. Can you think of any joy in the Christian experience whereby you and I say, I'm deprived of that, I, I'm exempted, I just can't have that because I'm just not educated. I'm just an ordinary run member of the congregation. I just can't do things because uh, this is not my joy. But Akron Priscilla, they would remind you and me that don't ever let the fact that you are not educated don't ever let it say to you that you are exempted from the joy of knowing your place in the kingdom of God. 
I like this, that again, Priscilla didn't get up in the synagogue and make a big speech and tell Apollos what it was all about. She had known Paul, and it was Paul, you know, that said, let a woman keep silence in the congregation. They took him to their home, and there they instructed him. I like that because at the last meeting of our American Lutheran Church up in Minneapolis, this question of the ordination of women, and it's something. The Lutheran Church, we have never ordained women before, and when the president of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod greeted the convention, he said, I would be less than honest if I told you that one of the things that troubles us in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod is the fact that your American Lutheran Church ordains women, and we had voted that in 1970. I have not been a voting delegate. I feel that when Paul said, let the woman keep silent in the congregation, that God never intended women to be ordained and to preach the word publicly or to administer the sacraments. That has been the stand of the Lutheran Church, and I still hold to it. But nevertheless, we still went on record as saying we're going to ordain women. I don't approve of that, and I think you know that. I like the thing when Ackland and Priscilla, they went home. Priscilla didn't preach in the synagogue that day. She knew what Paul had said, let the woman keep sodded. Not in this women's lip movement that women are not the equal of men, but there are some things that I feel on the basis of the word of God, God has retained for the men, and that is the public proclamation of the word. She knew her place. And the joy of being important, there are so many avenues where women may serve but I personally don't think that God ever intended them for the pulpit or for the administration of the sacraments, baptism, and the Lord's Supper. But when we know our place, we are all important. God has a place for us. There are no joys in the Christian experience that you and I can't have. And therefore, Aquin Priscilla would say to you and me on the basis of the word of God, be sure you have this joy of sharing Christ, even though you aren't eloquent, even though you aren't learned, even though you haven't seen the inside of a college, and that you haven't gone to a university uh, we are not deprived of any joys, and they would remind us that fact that you aren't highly trained. I have to go to college in order to have the joy of Holy Communion, which we have this morning. Is it that hard? Oh, it's a mystery to be sure. Is it that hard when we come to the altar and receive, again, bread and wine? And when Paul says, the bread, does it not convey to us Christ's body? And the wine, does it not convey to us Christ's blood? Uh, do you have to be college trained to understand that? that by means of lowly bread and wine that Christ gives us his body and his blood, that body that was broken on the cross in death and that blood that was shed in death, that when you and I have the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, this was the sacrifice that Christ made that opens up heaven, and that when you and I come to communion and he gives you and me that very sacrifice, his body and blood, that if you and I have come as repentant sinners, we can say, if I'm not saved, nobody's saved. I've got that body and blood, and that opened up heaven for the world, and he just gave it to me. And these are the great erasers, and again, his body and blood have erased from my soul every dirty, stinking thing that I've ever done. And I can stand before God as though I had never sinned. You don't have to be a college-trained graduate to know that. There is no joy in the Christian experience that you and I can have, and that's the joy today to be able to stand and to say everything is all right between God and me. The blood of Jesus Christ and his body that I have received, it has erased and it has washed my soul whiter than snow. Uh, you can have that joy. We don't have to go to college to learn that. Nothing wrong with going to college to be sure, but sometimes we get such a horrible inferiority complex. And Aquin Priscilla would say to us that when you go out and witness 
The very fact that you are in college trained will never rob you of this joy that you will see success and you will be able to help somebody in his heavenward journey. You may say, well, what was the result of it? When Apollos was told by little old common Aquila and Priscilla and brought up to date on just the things about Jesus Christ that he didn't know, he knew something about him, but he, he got the whole story. He wanted to go to Corinth then. And here's the first instant we have. They wrote letters of recommendation, and they gave them to Apollos and said, you cross the sea and you go down into Greece and go to Corinth, where Paul worked for 18 months, and go down and strengthen the brethren. And so with letters of recommendation, Apollos went to the congregation in Corinth, and it was a joy to have visited all these places when I was in the Holy Land, going down and in Greece, and went down and he began to speak with great authority that Jesus was the Christ, and the congregation grew. And you remember, Paul learned to know him and to love him. And Paul said, I'm the one. I sowed the seed. And he said, Apollos watered. But he says, God made the seed grow. Give God the glory. But Apollos, what a mighty person he was. And even Bible scholars, you know, some of the letters have no names on them. The letter in the New Testament, the book of Hebrews, the letter to the Hebrew or to the Jewish Christians, nowhere does Paul's name appear there. Uh, Bible scholars have thought that Paul wrote it, and that's why in your Bibles it says the epistle of Paul to the Hebrews. That is not inspired, that part of it. We don't know who wrote it. But a lot of Bible scholars feel that because of the Greek being so classic and so splendid, even better Greek than Paul spoke, that perhaps Apollos, in the providence of God, was the man who wrote the book of Hebrews, and he may well have done it became a mighty person. Why? Because a little old tent maker, a little old eagle, and Priscilla, the little old lady, uh, they, again, they had courage, and uh, they talked to him, even though uh, they were not college-trained and they were not college-bred. We ought to say this to ourselves. How many of us really do very little in the kingdom of God? Not that we don't want to, but we, we feel so inferior. I, I haven't had the schooling. I didn't go to college. And again, the result is we sit back and we do nothing and yet we're miserable. And it isn't that we want to exclude ourselves, but we just feel oh so helpless. Or isn't it just like the sunshine after the rain? Uh, Akron Priscilla say, listen, friend, you go out and have the joy of telling others about Christ. Don't you worry whether you are eloquent, whether you are learned. Don't you worry whether you are college trained or university bred. You go out and have that joy, and you will find the joy, you will win souls for Christ, and many will be advanced. I think back in my life. I'll never forget my first Sunday school teacher. Her name was Clara Burmeister. She was an old maid, and she's still alive, and she's still an old maid. Clara Burmeister, I know, never saw high school. She finished grade school. She taught in old St. Peter's Lutheran Church in East St. Louis for years. Many a child came through Clara's classes. You never forgot Clara Bormeister. A brilliance. Not college trained, not even high school trained. But she knew Christ. And every year I go back, Clara Bormeister's always there. Always running up, how are you, Martin? And she never sees me for what she says. Remember, I was your first Sunday school teacher. She's followed my whole ministry through my sister through the years. What a joy it's been to her living through me that she said I've had some part, and she did. I shall 
never forget her. And I'd like to pay tribute to all of you who have borne witness, and especially to Sunday school teachers in the last 35 years here at Emmanuel. Many of you, you've never seen the inside of a college. But, oh, God, what an influence. What an influence that only heaven is going to be able to tell. When you and I bear witness, then we can walk the glory road with our Lord. We can have that peace. And we can have that feeling within us of rest and of serenity that you see in the lilies of the field that our Lord pointed out one day. Remember, he was going along and he looked out in the fields and he says, Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. To walk the glory road and to have the joy and the peace just basking in his sunshine of love. To have the beauty of the lilies of the field. You see, they bask in God's love. and They bask in God's mercy and in God's care. Whether you and I have ever been again exposed to a college education the joy of walking with him in the serenity and allowing the love of jesus christ to fill our hearts and to tell others then really nothing else matters we've experienced the joy of the christian life thank god for the little story up in ephesus aquila the eagle and priscilla or prisca of that dear little old lady. Amen. The peace of God which passeth all human understanding keep and unite your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.